everybody. Welcome to another episode of Talking Football. Yet again, it is going to be me going solo. And I know, I know, my intro is not as good as Austin's. I get it. You don't have to tell me. You don't have to tweet at him like we get it. He, he's better at it than I am. But you want to know what? I'm better at against the spread than he is. That's for damn sure. Another successful week. I grew my lead on him. I'm up. He's up to 77 and 73. I'm 84 and 66. I also took the lead on the player prop bets last week. I am 36 and 24. He's 35 and 25. He's got some catching up to do. Um, with all that being said, Austin has yet to fill out the dock. So I don't know who he is taking on his games. So it's going to be fun to just see him fill this all out tonight or tomorrow, and then we'll figure it all out. So you only get my takes today, nothing from Austin. So I apologize for that, but here we go. Let's just dive right into it. So we're going to start off with Thursday night football. We have the Patriots at the Falcons. And we have no Cordell Patterson. That news just broke moments ago. Um, It's about an hour and a half before kickoff. And so here's the deal. You have no Ridley. You have no Patterson. Um, Hayden Hurts also went on IR. He's been a big part of the offense when one of their big studs have been out. And so now you don't have him either. So now it really is the, the Kyle Pitts show and then... That's really about it. Mike Davis seems to be the odd man out at running back at this point. I don't know, man. This Falcons team just feels like a mess. It's weird to say that you feel like their defense is the better portion of their team than their offense. Um, it, this is an easy bet. I'm, take, I'm taking the Patriots in this game. Um, I, I see like a 28-7 to seven type game. Like, I don't actually see this being that close. Um, On the opposite side, Patriots, Mac Jones getting a whole bunch of love right now, as well he should be. He's playing fantastic. Jacoby Myers got into the end zone last week, called that on last episode. Um, A lot of people early on in the year was like, okay, this feels like the week. This feels like the week. I, I wanted to save it for that special time, and I just felt like with no Damian Harris, or Stevenson, because that that time when we recorded, we didn't know if either of them were going to play. Um, I just felt like that was the time. Uh, Damian Harris is back tonight. So um, him and Stevenson are going to be sharing that workload. Um, I could see it, even though it, I don't want to say just a head injury, because that's obviously serious, but it's different than like an ankle injury, right? Um, I could see them splitting maybe like 60-40 this week for Harrison Harris the advantage this week and then next week is when Harris kind of takes back over that role and is back to that 70 75% uh workload management there so um that's just kind of the way I see this game playing out um not really not much to take from it from fantasy um obviously showdowns on DFS are super fun on Thursday night I kind of stayed away from it last week with that Ravens uh, Dolphins game because I said it was going to be pretty chalky, which kind of was, kind of wasn't actually. Um, this one, I actually don't have any lineups made today yet. <laughs> Again, I'll try to record this episode. And I might make some in an hour or so, but no real, no real takeaways. Besides, I might even con- honestly, I might consider like 
the defense for the Patriots as my captain. Like, just get, just go a little crazy here. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out there. So I'm going to take the Patriots again at six and a half. Next game, we have the Buffalo Bills hosting the Indianapolis Colts. The Bills are seven-point favorites. Um, honestly, a little surprised that this, this is a seven-point spread for how well the Colts have been playing. They did pull one out against the Jags last week. Jags had the ball at the end of the game with a chance to go down and score. A great sack strip fumble on the Colts' defensive part. Um, that was a very defensive battle game as well. Um, I don't know, man, this one, this one's hard for me. Um, I, I just have to take Indy. I, I still believe the bills win this game, but I think this game is going to be close. So let's not forget how close this game was last year in the playoffs when these teams met. Um, don't know about Cole Beasley, if he's going to be playing or not with the rib injury. Uh, how does that affect the, the defense or I mean, sorry, the offense and the defense of the bills is playing fantastic, but man, that Colts offense, they can push people around. So it'll, I mean, that'll be a fun part to watch. I think the Colts offense versus this bills defense will be fun. I just don't see the Colts the Colts getting blown out here. I think that this game stays fairly fairly tight. So um, I will say that I think that Michael Pittman Jr. does get slowed down in this game a little bit by White um, from the Bills, Tredavious White. Um, Jonathan Taylor is going to do his thing, though. Like, you got to be – I mean, you still got to start Michael Pittman Jr. in season long anyways just because he's being so damn good right now. But, you know – just hold tight on DFS with him, in my opinion. Um, I could see starting Jonathan Taylor here. Uh, Bills, I would, you know, you have Jonathan, or I mean, you have Allen, who's obviously going to be great, Josh Allen there. And then you got Diggs, who's starting to make an impact again. Not that he wasn't making an impact, but he was finally making the splash plays that you kind of felt like he wasn't making earlier on in the year. So um, I, not not a lot of players I would stay away from in this game besides Pittman. I just kind of think that White's going to be able to slow him down just enough. So I am taking the Colts to at plus seven. By the way, their hard knocks came out yesterday, the first one there. Um, I'm only I got about halfway through and I stopped watching it, which I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um it's obviously probably not a great thing because I usually like love watching hard knocks and stuff. Um I guess it just wasn't very interesting, but also it was in the middle of the day where I had to work and stuff. So that's part of the reason why I'll, I'll finish it probably tonight or tomorrow and give and kind of give a recap there and then see how, see how it turns out long-term. But um, I just, I said it when it came out, like the Colts just weren't a team that I was going to be super excited about um, me personally, but some others might be. So we'll see. Um, moving on. We have the 49ers at the Jacksonville Jaguars, my Jaguars, and the Niners, man, came out, screwed me and Dan in our parlay by covering that four-point spread against the Rams on Monday Night Football. Um, Elijah Mitchell hurts his finger. Um, questionable for the game this weekend. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, sounds like he is going to play, but maybe not as big of a role as normal. So got to be putting in like Jeff Wilson and all that. Doesn't really matter. I think that the Niners are, you know, 
they're running the ball so well, especially when they run it to the left. Their left side of their line is just fantastic. Um, if I was the Niners, I would just kind of find Chase on wherever he is on the Jags defense and run at him. I just don't think he's physical enough at the line of scrimmage. Um, that's what I would do if the Jag and then the Jags. I mean, when they played against the Bills, he only played like something like 10 snaps. So not very much. And then last week he was back on the field for a lot more still played solid. Um, I'm actually liking that he's progressing and everything, but he is not the best against the run. I mean, he can shoot the gap and stuff, but like, it feels like he misses the tackle more often than not. Like he uses his athleticism. Great. And then just misses the tackle. And that's frustrating as a fan. Um, Jags offense needs to get something clicking. Um, they just, they're a hot mess. The, this wide receiving core is awful. They, another like four or five drops last week. It's, it's getting out of hand. It really is. Um, Dan Arnold seems to be the only one that's like making consistent plays. I mean, he's, it still feels like he has a drop a game too, but overall he's making some big plays. Um, I will say though, the Jags are keeping games close. it's hard for me to go against them right now. I mean, I think I've gained like three points on Austin the last three weeks by taking the Jags and him taking up the other teams. Um, But the Niners just looked so good last week. I don't know. I know that was a long silence. Not great for podcasting. So I apologize. I, I really don't know on this one. This is the only one I have blank on my screen. I should have just left this towards the end. So I could really think about it while I was podcasting here. Um, I'm going to now I'm going to do it. I, I'll take the Jags. I'll take Jacksonville. Like, let's do this. If, if Austin ends up taking the Niners and he gains, gains one, whatever, it doesn't matter. I got a big enough lead. It, it, he can gain, he can gain one or two. Um, all right, moving on. We have the Ravens at the Bears. This number is actually shrinking. Um, It's down to four and a half right now. It was six when we did our Gamblers Anonymous episode a couple of days ago. So um, when I was taking the Ravens at six there. So at four and a half, I'm absolutely taking it. Um, I think it's because Lamar Jackson is sick and he hasn't practiced last two weeks. He's going to play. And even if he doesn't, Huntley looked like amazing during the preseason. Um, I said this during the Gamblers Anonymous episode. I'll say it again here. That bye week for the Bears came at the worst time. They finally started to look like like they had things clicking um, on the Monday night game against the Steelers, and then they have to take a week off. Um, I just don't think that that is the best thing. So give me the Ravens in this game. Um, I just... I'm just not high on the Bears offense right now of like anything, anybody you can trust. I'm sure that Fields is going to have a fair amount of rushing yards in this game um, as he runs for his life. Um, kind of feels like this is like a Darnell Mooney game, if you ask me. Um, so I could see him, you know, getting a big, big player too. Ravens. Give me Bateman all day in this game. I think that uh, Johnson is probably going to, I don't know if he's going to shadow him, but I think that they'll try to get him on Marquise Brown as much as possible. And that's going to leave Bateman one-on-one a lot. Um, Bateman did come onto the injury report this morning with an illness as well. So hopefully he's back. Um, If not, I guess then it's in line for Sammy Watkins that I would be saying the same thing about, but man, Bateman's just getting better and better after missing the first month or so uh, a little bit more than a month um, of the season with that injury. So, I uh, love what I'm seeing out of him. Give me the Ravens all day on this one, though. 
Uh, four and a half just seems too small, even on the road. Um, Ravens are going to be pissed over that Thursday night loss to the Dolphins. Uh, we have the Lions at the Browns. The Browns are 11 and a half point favorites. Huge number, but probably no Jared Goff this game. Um, Browns, are they going to have Nick Chubb back? He's unknown at this point. He's not yet passed anything. Um, some of the other running backs have. So um, there is that uh, Kareem Hunt still going to be out this game uh, with the ankle injury. He could have come off of IR this week, um, but they're just not ready for that. They said they're, they're hoping soon. So I would assume the next week or two, he's going to be back. Uh, but smart for the Browns to not rush him back, especially against the Lions here. Um, 11 and a half is large number, but I'm going to take it. Give me Cleveland. Um, I just don't know what the Lions are going to do even. And we can say what we want about Jared Goff being, you know, kind of, you know, obviously a bust, but really just not that good, you know, all, all around. But he at least had control of that offense, understanding the plays, understanding everything about that. You're going to bring in somebody else that doesn't. I think it's just going to look even worse. So, Give me the Browns at 11 and a half all day on that one. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones is somebody I'm going to be starting in DFS pretty often in this one. Um, whoever the running back is for the Browns, I'll wait until Sunday morning to hear what the news is. If it's Chubb, if it's Dearness Johnson, I don't care. Just just tell me which one it's going to be, and I'll, and I'll be rolling them up into my lineups quite a bit. Um you could you could run it back with Swift on this if you wanted to. Swift is going to get, I mean, especially with the backup quarterback, he's going to get a ton of dump offs. Um, I could see him ending up with legit like eight catches. He might only get 50 yards with it, but I mean, eight catches is worth eight points in DFS. So uh, you'll take that all day. Next game, you have the Texans at the Titans. And Titans are 10-point favorites. It, there's not much to say about this. The, the Texans are just garbage. They are they are exactly what we expected at the start of the season. Um, they're so bad. So give me the Titans all day in this game. I'm not even gonna say anything. Like give me the Titans. Give me AJ Brown. Give me Ryan Tannehill. Like give me everybody. It's the Titans by ten. Plain and simple. Uh, next one rival game. One of my favorites of the year. Packers at Vikings. Green Bay one and a half point favorites. On the road, you got Devontae Adams going to have a big game. There's going to be no Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is out. It's finally A.J. Dillon's turn to shine. What is he going to do against the Vikings defense that I think is going to do a good job of slowing down the running game, to be honest? Uh, I think that he's going to be super popular in DFS. I think it's a bad play. I'm not going to have very much A.J. Dillon in my lineups. He can easily fall into the end zone multiple times, like how he did last week against the Seahawks. Easily can. Totally recognize that. Um, I think this is a game that Aaron Rodgers wants to bounce back. Missed the game with COVID, comes back, struggles against the, the Seahawks, throws a pick for to Jamal Adams, of all people. Like I'm sure he's not happy with his performance. Um, basically, when he had didn't even get a day of practice, like he got elevated on Saturday, and they don't even practice that day. <laughs> so... Um, I'm sure he's wanting it. So give me, give me Aaron John or Aaron Jones. Give me Aaron Rodgers. Give me Devontae Adams in a lot of my lineups today. If you got those two, you, you're going to be happy this week. Like that's just plain and simple. You're going to be happy with them. So give me Green Bay to cover in this game. Um, Green Bay's defense has been playing just lights out. Like everybody's seen the stats. I don't have to go over them. They they have been shutting people out just 
like all these fantastic quarterbacks that they've been playing over the last couple of weeks. Just, I mean, you got Kyler Murray, you got, you got Russell Wilson, you got, you got all of them that they're just slowing them all down. So it's awesome to see um, good for them. I'm sure Aaron is just loving it. So give me green Bay in this game. I do. I do kind of see this being a little bit of a high scoring game though. Um, as I say that, that the Packers have been playing really good defense. I kind of just see that the Vikings might be able to do a little bit with their two good wide receivers and, and Dalvin cook, like, it might be just like too much for that defense to be like, okay, where, where do we focus in on like they're, and they're not going to be able to, I could see this being high twenties and into the thirties type game, like over 60 points. So um, I like this game. It's going to be fun to watch. Next one. We have the dolphins at the jets, the Joe Flacco jets this week. That alone makes me want to say dolphins by a billion. Um, they're three point favorites, obviously taking that two was going to, he came out today and said that it his his ribs are feeling better, but not great. Good, not great. I think is the exact quote. Um, this offense of the Dolphins still just isn't really clicking, but this defense is, and the defense alone is, might be able to outscore this Jets offense. So, give me the Dolphins in this game. Staying away from all of this DFS, except for the Dolphins defense. Um, other than that, I'm staying staying away from it all. Um, just can't really trust any of them right now. So uh, give me give me the Dolphins at minus three there. Uh, we're moving on into the Saints at the Eagles. Eagles are one and a half point favorites. Uh, Alvin Kamara did not practice today, which is huge. Um, I could see them trying to get away with not playing him again. I think Taysom Hill didn't practice either. Um when I first saw this, I was like, man, I got to take the Saints here. I have to take them. And now there's no Kamara possibly. Um, I just have to, I mean, I feel like I'm getting trapped into this game a little bit. I feel like I'm going to take the Eagles and then all of a sudden Alvin Kamara is going to practice on Friday and Saturday. And then all of a sudden he's going to be active. Um, and I don't want to do that. If Kamara plays, I want to take the Saints. Like I, I, what I kind of like about this is we just choose now, like, it is what it is. I could take your risk. I do an educated guess here. Um, I'm going to say that Alvin, I'll trust that he, he didn't practice today. That's a bad sign. And we'll go from there. So I'm going to take the E. Ah, son of a bitch. I had the Eagles written down, but I kind of want to take the Saints. Um, well, the problem is if, if Taysom Hill and Alan Kamara are out, it's very hard to take the Saints. I'm going to take the Eagles. I'm going to take him at, at minus one and a half at home. Um, Hertz has been playing fantastic. He really has. He's looked great. Uh, I'm going to give the credit, obviously, to him for working his ass off. But Brian Johnson, his quarterback coach, former Ute, former OC of the Utes, former OC at Mississippi State, former OC at Florida. That dude is going to get a head coaching job here very shortly, especially when they see the progress that Hertz has made this year. So um, give me the Eagles in this one, uh, man, that connection with him and Devonte Smith has just become deadly. It is crazy. Also, Miles Sanders is most likely back this week is only going to help this offense. Don't expect a huge role from him after missing um, with the ankle sprain. Um, still expect to see a fair amount of uh, Boston Scott, a fair amount of Jordan Howard, just uh, I think they ease Sanders back into it, but within like two to three weeks, I think Sanders takes over that role again. So give me the Eagles there. 
Um, DFS wise, I mean, you can't go wrong with Hertz, man. He's been, he's been dominating and from, I mean, like I said, with Devontae Adams, he's been doing great, uh, or sorry, Devontae Smith, um, Saints again, there's no Kamara. It's hard to really trust anybody, uh, shot in the dark, uh, Trotman, their tight end, who was kind of a preseason sleeper. He's finally starting to do something in this offense now. So, um, if you wanted to go super cheap at tight end, that's, that's a route you could go. I'm sure I'll have him in a couple of my lineups there. Um, next, next game, Washington football team at the Carolina Panthers. You're going to have Cam Newton versus his old coach, Ron Rivera <clears throat> and Carolina is three and a half point favorites. Give me Carolina. They, I think this team is rejuvenated. I think they're ready to go, ready to do what they were doing earlier on in the year. Now that Cam is there to lead them, now you have Christian McCaffrey back. Washington's not going to have Chase Young. Um, this is a shootout game. Fully expect it. And I'm going to take Carolina. I'm going to have a fair amount of everybody in this in this lineups, like in my lineups. I'll have Terry in my lineup. I'll have Gibson in my lineup. Um, or in some lineups, I should say, I'll have DJ Moore in some lineups. I'll have McCaffrey in a couple. I'll have, actually, that's probably about it now that I think about it. Um, if I have a shot in the dark and I have don't have any extra money, do I go Robbie Anderson again? Probably um, after him getting a touchdown last week. Uh, maybe him and Cam have something going. So, yeah, uh, moving on to the Bengals at the Raiders. Uh, Cincinnati is one-point favorites. I get it. Raiders looked absolutely awful against the Chiefs on Sunday night, but they're at home again, back-to-back home games, no travel time. Makes me want to take the Raiders. Bengals coming off of a bye. Usually it's a good thing, but the bank, I mean, not the Bengals, but just NFL, it just feels like some teams are struggling off of the bye this week, this year. Um, I'm actually going to take Las Vegas in this game. Uh, I'm going to say that it takes the Bengals a little bit to get going again, and it's going to be a little too late in this one. So give me the Raiders in this game, but I am all over this game in DFS. I have so much Higgins and Chase and Mixon. Like it is ridiculous. And that what I have so far between those three, um, I have Waller in a lot of lineups. I have Renfro in a lot of lineups. Like I just, this game and the next game are games that I'm like, okay, these are some games that I can see some points being scored. So there's that Um, again, Raiders at home, back-to-back weeks here. And again, it's coming off of the bye, which is usually a good thing that it, this year it just feels like teams are struggling off buys. So there's that game of the week, Cowboys, America's team versus Chiefs, Austin's team, who he'll just say is America's team because it's his team. Um, everybody, you start everybody. And that's all like literally if you can get everybody, however you can manage to get people in these guys in your lineups, do so. Absolutely do so. I think... I'm just trying to think of like, what's one of my favorite line. I'm sorry. Again, great podcast. And as I'm opening up my app and <clears throat> trying to figure it out. Um, let's see here in this lineup. I do have Dak and Cooper. Yep. I have Dak and Cooper and then I have Kelsey. Um, so I'm stacking Dak and Cooper running it back with Kelsey. Um, yep. And then going back to that other game, I, I have T Higgins in this lineup. I have Gibson um james robinson right now bateman iu like that's kind of how it is um but 
that'll change a little bit or I'll just keep that one and make some other ones. But that that's the key, right? Like have a good stack, run it back. This game is the one to do it on. I will say they'll probably going to be a little chalky. I'm sure that this game is going to be pretty popular. And that's why I'm actually trying to leverage that Bengals Raiders game a little bit or the Bengals offense. It's funny because I'm saying the Raiders are going to win, but I'm trying to get a lot of Bengals, Bengals offensive guys. Um, but that's what you got to do sometimes. Yeah, um, just because that team loses doesn't mean that those guys aren't going to be great in DFS. So that's kind of the route I'm going this week in those ones. Um, but going back to that Cowboys Chiefs games, Chiefs are two and a half point favorites. I'm taking Dallas. It's it's plain and simple. I know that I know how good Mahomes looked. He looked unreal, and that Chiefs offense looks like it's back. I know the Chiefs defense played well. I mean. They looked good two weeks ago, but it was against Jordan Love. They looked good against this week, and it just felt like the Raiders just didn't know what they were doing. Um, is that because the Chiefs defense was playing well? Yeah, I got to give them some credit, obviously, but they haven't faced something like the Cowboys offense. And I feel like the Cowboys defense obviously hasn't faced anything like the Chiefs defense or the Chiefs offense, but I think that Cowboys defense has some playmakers that might be able to slow down a few things like make sure they don't get beat deep. They have the linebacker speed to try to like make those short routes really stay short. Um, just give me Dallas, man. And I, and really, I could honestly see the chiefs winning this by a point or two. I really could. I just think that they're going to cover. I just don't know if the chiefs can win by three. Uh, Dallas is really, really playing well. I know they had that hiccup game a couple weeks ago against Denver, but that's it, man. Like they have two losses that Thursday night opener against the bucks, which we all were like, damn, that was an impressive, that was still an impressive loss. Right. And then they had one down game. Like that's all they've had. Like, I think, I think Dallas is honestly has proven to be the most consistent team in the NFL this year. I think I really do. Um, it's honestly a little hard not to say that Dak's not the favorite for MVP. Like, and I shouldn't say favorite because he's not the favorite. Uh, I, I consider him maybe the front runner just because of how well they're all playing as a team. Um, he's literally had one bad game and it's, a game where he had to miss the game before because of his, because of an injury. So um, I love what I'm seeing out of the Cowboys. Weird to say that, but I really do. So give me Dallas in that game. Next game, we have the Cardinals at the Seahawks. And what are we going to do here? We got Cardinals Seahawks. It sounds like Kyler Murray is going to play. So that's great. Um, I can't say the same about Hopkins. Um I would not, they have a buy, I believe next week. So I would not be surprised if they sat him one more game. Um, Seattle obviously didn't look great last week. Didn't even score a point um, against green Bay. You got to assume that Russell's going to be playing better. Um, they're going to figure it out. Metcalf's not going to get kicked out of a game for losing his cool. Him and Lockett going to get things going. So, um, yeah, this one, this one's tough. A rival game. I usually like to take the home teams there. Cardinals got their ass kicked last last week against the Carolina Panthers. But again, missing your two stars. Uh, I'm going to take the Cardinals though. I think that they come back um, hungry and able to win this game. So, give me the Cardinals. Three points though, man. Gotta win by three. That's tough. I could uh, kind of like that Chiefs game. I could see Cardinals only winning by one or two. But yeah, give me the Cardinals. Let's do it. I'm all I'm all for it. Um, 
Steelers at Chargers. We have our Sunday night game at minus six for the Chargers. This is the COVID game. So many people are probably out for this game. Watts injured, um, Minka, uh, Bosa, Tillery, Big Ben. Like this game is just, it's kind of a mess. Like it really is. Um, but man, a, a Watt and Minka out for the Steelers defense, that defense is not the same. So give me the Chargers all day in this one to win. I mean, honestly, I could see them losing it or winning by less than six, but I think, I do think a win is locked in here for them, but I'll take the chargers at minus six. I think I'd, <clears throat> I'd be punching myself if I took the Steelers at plus six and the chargers covered, that'd just be a bad beat. So give me the chargers. Um, this is a Sunday night game. So you'd have to do more of a showdown or some sort of combo game with uh, the Monday night for DFS, but um, which I usually don't do very much. I like to do my show, my showdowns in Thursday night and then just the main slate. So I find myself not doing a lot of DFS on Sunday night and Monday nights. Um, but this one is interesting. I take a lot of chargers guys in this. Yeah, it's all up to you guys. I mean, if you guys do it, uh, Najee Harris is going to have a monster game, like, but he's going to be so chalky. I mean, ever the problem is, is you're going to have the same. You're going to have the same names. Like, you're going to need to like pick like Guyton and have him score a touchdown. Um, it sounds like Claypool might be back for those of you who are in season long that have that have him on your lineup. Sounds like he could be playing this week, so that's a good sign. Uh, that would put James uh, Washington back onto the bench. So just be aware of that after he scored a touchdown last week. Uh, going on to the Giants at the Bucks Monday night. Bucks are 11-point favorites. Uh, they just lost a heartbreaker to the Washington football team. Give me the Bucks by 11. Plain and simple, man. Like, they are not losing this game, and they want to blow people out. Uh, crazy news about AB coming out. Maybe a fake COVID card. Maybe not. Hard to know. We'll see how that all plays out, but man, it's, it's a B. So you can't put anything past him. So that's going to be, that's going to be crazy. Uh, Saquon most likely coming back. You obviously cannot trust. I mean, unless you have like Devonte Booker in your lineup um, where, you know, you can sub it out, but do not, do not uh, put Saquon in your lineup. If you don't have Booker as a backup, because you, because really you don't know if he's going to play or not. So Give me, give me the Bucks in this game all day. I love, I love the Bucks in this one. Um, Broncos and Rams are the only two teams on bye this week. And then moving on into the Sunday night football games, we have Justin Herbert at 264 passing yards. Give me the over on that one. Austin Eckler, 68 rushing yards. Give me the over. Keenan Allen, 71. Give me the over. Yep. Um, Whoever the quarterback is for Green, uh, for for the Steelers, I'm I'm just saying just them, uh, 261 yards. Um, I'm going to take the under on that one. Uh, Harris 86 rushing yards. I'm actually going to take the un, under on that one as well. I think most of his yards come through just dump off passes. Um, I still think he ends up with like 60 or 70 rushing yards, but I think he has another like 50 receiving, so he still has like 120 yards total. Um, but I'm going to take the, the under there. And then Johnson at 72, I'm also going to take the under on that one as well. So I guess I'm going three overs on the Chargers, three unders on the Steelers. So there we are. Um, I know, quick episode. It's very it's very quick when it's only my bets. And I don't have to talk to Austin about his um, or have to guess what he's doing when he's not here. So super quick. So 
There we go. Um, that does it for us. Hopefully Austin's back next week and we can get back into our normal groove here. But as always, we appreciate you all. And tonight I've been talking football.